0: Knowing your role. It's so hard to do because everybody wants to be a first-line player. Everybody wants top six minutes, top six responsibilities, special teams, all that sort of stuff. But the fact is, is, you know, going back to adaptability, you're going to have to be able to adapt and thrive in each and every role. And at the end of the day, that makes you much more marketable. If you can produce on a fourth line, third line, second line, first line, whatever, you're going to be more valuable to a club and if you can produce on that your value is directly proportional to your ability to produce so the ability to adapt within roles and sometimes you get demoted and coaches make it personal it is what it is sometimes that's just the way things go but instead of slumping down and having shit body language and oh i'm on the fourth line you know what prove to them wrong Instead of saying, why me? Why me? Why are you picking on me? Say, fucking try me. You know what? You're going to give me nine minutes a night. I'm going to give you the best nine minutes anybody on this team has ever given you. And if you can produce in those nine minutes, well, then you just prove to him that he made a mistake or you prove to him that you're sorry for what you did and whatever he's punishing you for. At the end of the day, knowing your role on the team is something that requires you to drop your ego. Because if you feel entitled to something, then go out there and fucking earn it. And yes, there is separate treatment. Yes, there's different lengths of leashes for different guys. And there's favoritism. It is what it is. Let your work ethic outshine any of the favoritism, any of the rich kids who parents may have bought them a spot on the team or, you know, have a good last name that is synonymous with hockey. And a lot of those players are fucking good. And it's not just, you know, oh, I'm Adam Foote's son. A lot of those guys are very, very good athletes. And there's a reason why they're in that position. And yeah, they're given a little bit longer of a leash to thrive. But at the end of the day, if you're marketable and a scout says, wow, this guy can go up and down the lineup, he doesn't bitch, he just does whatever his job is to do, then you're more marketable. And at the end of the day, you're going to outgrow that team and you're going to have to start all over again. And you'll probably be a health bomb at some point in there too. So being a good teammate when you're being health bombed is also important. Because you see guys mope, and guess what? You're probably going to stay there. You're going to be uh, the only hat trick you're going to be getting is a press box hat trick, eating three throat sliders. And I know that's not what you want, but that's where it comes in. You show the practice toughness. You show the consistency in practice. You're at the rink early. You're at the gym. You're eating good. You're being a good teammate. You're not causing team drama. You're not being an issue at your billets house. All of those things help define your role. And sometimes you can be the most skilled guy on a team and your off-ice habits or your leadership qualities or whatever it is could be holding you back. And then your role is even that much harder to keep. I work with a lot of guys who are easy top six guys and they're on the fourth line and they can either shrink down into that role. And next thing you know, they're playing the shoulda, coulda, woulda game. Oh, the coach dogged me. The coach is going to dog you sometimes, no matter what you do, but sticking to your own brand and your own values and your own abilities, And putting in the fucking work, like work ethic is a real thing. And if you want to be undeniable, show the coach that he made a mistake on you and that he demoted you into that role for something that you may have did. Own up to it, move on. Be the best fourth-line guy you can. There's nothing wrong with that. We can't all be 100-point guys. Sometimes you're just valuable to that team. And the more you recognize that, drop your ego, and buy into the role, the more opportunity you're going to have to get a higher role with more responsibility. Maybe it's a fourth-line guy who's always on the PK because he's a great defensive player. You may never be a top-six guy. That's fine. But you're still getting out to ice time. You're in there in critical minutes, and you're reliable, and the coach likes you, and you build trust. So whether you're on the first line or the fourth line, defining your role and what somebody who's excellent in that role is, we call that a stud, or defining what an asshole in that is, because we all know first line guys with bad attitudes, with sense of entitlement, and all that other shit that we've been covering in this book. But if you want to excel, up your value, up your stock, and be investable, know your role, stick to it until you work your way out of it. That is an excellent skill to have. And that is an in-season adversity that we touched on in the previous chapter. But that is also a modern intangible skill that can get you to the next level. So be reliable, know your role, buy into it and be the best fucking role guy you could be.